0: And welcome to Sip Sip Hooray. I'm Mary Babbitt.
1: I'm Mary Orlin. We're so glad you've joined us for another episode of our podcast. Today we're headed on another
0: road trip. We're going to the Napa Valley to meet one of the Napa Valley old family wineries, well-known, well-loved, their Schaefer Vineyards.
1: Yes, and Schaefer is in Napa itself on the Silverado Trail in the famous Leap District. And John Schaefer started the winery more than 40 years ago. He brought his family out from Chicago on quite the adventure to go plant grapes. And the um, stories they have are just tremendous. And so we're meeting his son Doug today. Doug and his father were quite the um, team together. And we're going to get to know Doug a little bit
0: better today. That's right. Among other things, Doug is now running the winery. And he also has his own podcast, which is pretty cool. It's called The Taste with Doug Schaefer. So we're excited to introduce Doug Schaefer to you.
1: So Doug Schaefer is here. Actually, Mary and I, Mary B and I are here (laughs) at Schaefer Vineyards with Doug Schaefer. And Doug, welcome to Sip Sip Hooray.
2: Thanks, you guys. Thanks for coming up and making it easy for me. I appreciate
1: that. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be yeah. up here. It's, it's a great spot. Yeah, we're, we're lucky to be up here on such a beautiful spring day. The The vines look great. We're looking outside at the vineyards on the hill, the famous hillside select.
2: Right, right there. <laughs> and
1: yeah, so it's kind of fun to be in the middle of it all. It's a yep. great spot down Yeah.
2: We're very lucky. Mm -hmm. It's a great spot.
1: How did, so your father, John, moved the family from Chicago. Mm -hmm. You were 17. Right. How did your dad find such a great place? Yeah, Uh,
0: and what, he was not in the wine business in Chicago. What drove him out here to do this?
2: Okay. You guys asked. You're you're getting the story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Chicago, he was, worked for a book publishing company Mm -hmm. for 22 years. Scott Forsman was the name of the company. Sally, Dick, and Jane. Remember the readers? Of course I do. yeah. Yeah, yeah was with them for 22 years, ended up, he was in long range planning. So his job was to read the tea leaves. What's the coming trend? What's the new thing? At the time, this is the late sixties, early seventies, technology was coming on videotape. Remember the old big reel to reel videotapes, which is morphed into our phones. And he also, so he was, that was a hot topic. And he went to his bosses and said, we need to do this. And they said, no, we'll stick with the workbook and the reader. So he was very frustrated with that. Meanwhile, he, he would come across all sorts of crazy stuff that was becoming trends. And one, one was the pending wine boom in California. This guy was not a wine drinker, beer and bourbon, Chicago boy. <laughs> uh, and he said, I got to check this out. So he came out here. Ended up at Paso Robles. Talk. Oh. He told me this mm-hmm. a couple, about a year ago. He said some guy he was talking to about wine grapes. The guy said, oh, you want wine grapes? You should go up to Napa. And he said, where's Napa? Wow. <laughs> so he comes up here, gets a realtor. They look around at different properties, spots where it was on the market. He mm-hmm. ended up there. But he had some harebrained idea about hillsides because he'd read some book mm-hmm. about Italian winemaking. Nice. The best wines are on the hills. I think it's because vines grow on the hills. Right. Save your good soil for your you know, tomatoes and corn. <laughs> and, uh, but no one, at that time, no one planted hillside grapes because it cost twice as much um, to plant right? And you got half the crop and you get paid by the tons. So it didn't make sense to plant on the hillsides. And he looked it around for two days, couldn't find anything. And the guy said, hey, let's go down and look at that Phillips place down Stag's Leap. So he pulled in here, been on the market for five years. He bought it. It was 30 acres of 60-year-old Italian varietals, mm. mix and match. Okay. And... Um, <clears throat> was going to be an absentee owner for 10 years and then move us mm-hmm. out and be a gentleman farmer. And within okay. a year and a half, he got so frustrated with the Chicago thing and the corporate scene. He said, let's do it. Let's do it. So at age 17, I'm having dinner in October. And he says, we're moving to Napa. That's I go, "Where is that? Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, out we came. But uh, he calls it his dumb luck story. Wow. He just mm-hmm. fell into it. And but he was <laughs> gutsy. Well, he was gutsy. He was, oh, yeah, it was gutsy slash crazy. <laughs> All his neighbors thought he was crazy. But at the same time, ironically, Bernard Porte, just Claude Duval, just a mile away, had been on a two year expedition from the owner of Claude Duval. He said, go around the world and find the best place to grow Cabernet next, that's like Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. And Bernard had been two years traveling around the world, and it ended up just two miles down the road. Wow. Right here. Mm-hmm. So Bernard did the research and did it right. Dad just got lucky. Dad just he got coming.
1: lucky. <laughs> did he know about Bernard before he found this place?
2: Did I know about what?
1: Did your dad know about Bernard Porte before no, this no, place? No, no, I met him
2: later. Mm, yeah, okay. Later on, they compared yeah. notes.
1: Well, yeah. and your dad recently passed away, and we're sorry about oh, that. Okay. But what a 90, wonderful long he had a
2: great long life, mm-hmm. ninety-four years, and did so much, yeah. so much. So, yeah. it was a a how, joyous life.
1: How was it working together with your dad for so long?
2: It was easy. Um, I remember getting questions like that from people: thinking, mm-hmm. "What's it like? You know, is he, yeah. you know, he in your way? He uh, he was fabulous. Mm-hmm. He um, let go. He let me." I mean, he took. I was, I became president back in '95. You know, mm-hmm. when he was seven, like twenty years—no, more than that, probably. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Not seventy-five. I'm sorry, ninety-five. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, seventy-five. I was still yeah. in high school. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, twenty years ago, he—I was became president. He and he stepped away. He was still involved. Mm-hmm. He was still there. Um, and he a lot of times, but we we were kind of tracked together on things. Um, issues would come up and. We didn't purposely say, let's percolate on it. It just kind of happened. And all of a sudden, he'd come into my office and say, hey, I've been thinking about this. I said, yeah, me too. And I think we should do that. He goes, yeah, me too. I mean, that was 95% of the time. It's like Mm -hmm. we'd kind of come to the same conclusion separately. Isn't that interesting? Which was really cool. and. The few times, very few like we were disagreed on anything. It wasn't like a big disagreement, knockdown fight. It was like, Well really, you think that? Yeah, I think that. Well let's okay, let's let's plant plus three acres of that and that's twenty acres of it and see how it works. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. It was always very amicable.
0: Copacetic. I guess. It was like never any yeah. um,
2: Gee, I wish you'd get out of my way. I mean, yeah. never. I've oh, heard stories and read mm-hmm. articles about family business, and mm-hmm. boy, we didn't have that at it all. It
0: can be tricky. Yeah. 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 How old were you when you knew you wanted to get into the family business?
2: Um, well, I was uh, 17. We moved out, finished high school, went to UC Davis. Got the degrees in grapes and wine. Oh, so
0: then you already knew going into college.
2: Yeah, but see, when I went into college, there was no schaefer Vineyards. He, he was just growing grapes. He mm, in okay. the mid-70s. Okay. His first wine didn't come out until 78. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to college in 75, 74, 75.
0: Was that a young program there at, at Davis? No, no, I've been there it for been a little, while. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's a good program. And uh, so there was no schaefer Vineyards. Mm-hmm. And... I always wanted to teach school, so after I got my degree in grapes and wine, I got my teacher credential. I went to Tucson, Arizona and taught junior high school for two years. Ah. A lot of people don't know that. That was fun. Uh Best training for a winemaker dinner you could ever have is teaching t- junior high school. <laughs> and um, oh, I mean, you what can handle any crowd anytime. <laughs> you know. and, and after a couple of years, I wondered, I thought, that's, that's it, I'm teaching, I can't change the world. I was pretty idealistic, and so I thought I'd come back to the, the wine list. Yeah. And uh, I was home at Christmas and said, Dad, I'm thinking about coming back to grapes and wine. And he, he at this point, and now he had started a winery and he had a winemaker. And he said to me, quote, "Um, well, I don't have a job for you. And, (laughs) And I, without missing a beat, Honestly, answered. I said, "Well, I don't want to work for you anyway." <laughs> he said, "Fine." So I came back and got a seller job at a little place called Lake Spring for two or three years. Mm, good for you, Thank right? you. Yeah. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't interested at all.
0: That's what probably happened. what saved the whole mm-hmm. family, you know, well, and, relationship with the way it worked because and, 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 you
2: learned somewhere else. Oh yeah, for sure. And um, interesting enough, about two or three years later, his winemaker had some issues. He had to let him go. And a lot of people don't know this story. He came to me and said, Why don't you come on over and be a winemaker at Schaefer? And I said, No. I said, No. And he looked at me like, You're kidding. I said, No. He goes, Why? And I said, Quite honestly, I know enough to know I don't know how to do that yet.
0: Oh. And I didn't. Good for you. Yeah.
2: And he twisted my arm. So he f- talked me into coming into this business. Mm-hmm. I was not knocking on the door I was reluctant mm-hmm. because I knew I didn't have the experience right but he talked me into it, it we was. we got a consultant
1: he was willing to take
2: that he was chance. well he was yeah but yeah. guess what yeah I was right yeah <laughs> I was right
0: you weren't ready, <laughs> I, wasn't
2: ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, I walked into a mess my predecessor mm-hmm. left we cleaned that up and then Elias got on board and a couple years later we I made my own mess and fixed it and figured it out and mm-hmm. learned a lot yeah. you know so it so I, I learned on the job but unfortunately i learned on on this family business mm-hmm. yeah you know, I how, somewhere else
1: how long was it before you felt that you had the winemaking dialed in and you were confident with it
2: good question it was right around uh, 1990 so i started here in 83 it took mm-hmm. seven or eight years yeah yeah but he, but in, in looking back you know, at the time, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, I've got this done. Elias you and know, I've got this done. We're okay. But it's like, no. Mm. And looking back, you know, it took six or seven years. Well, so You much only, can you only get, you. get mm-hmm. six or you only get one shot a year. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you have to wait another You're another not like a whole. Chef yeah, it's a t- chef yeah. out there. No knock, but mm-hmm. you know, if you make if you mess up the sauce, yeah. you can fix it tomorrow. Yeah, night, or night,
1: it's you know? not like making beer. You can mm-hmm. just brew another batch. Brew another batch.
2: And you the only got... You only get a chance to pick them one time, yeah, yeah.
1: and you have to wait a whole
2: year. Yeah, I mean, truly. So Mm -hmm. it's when you say it took six or seven years, it I can it makes sense to me.
0: Well, and you think of what just even weather wise, what happens in a year to a vineyard, and you know, there's so many unpredictables. So um, I can see why it's not an easy mm-hmm. thing and you were lucky and smart to have to bring on Elias he has been a, a real Elias t- treasure for great. you guys. yeah so
2: I started here in 83 hired him in 84 so
1: right? this is Elias Fernandez
2: thank you our winemaker mm-hmm. um winemaker best friend and oh, uh oh, hired him in 84 right out of Davis because he had better grades than I did. So oh. that was actually <laughs> that's actually why I hired him. And,
1: so you wanted somebody uh, smarter than you. Smarter guy. <laughs> that's
2: true. And um, he was assistant winemaker for about eight or nine years and mm-hmm. took over winemaking in, uh, when was that? 85? 80, no, 95. Because he started in 84 and then mm-hmm. 94, 95, he took over as winemaker and still is today. And But we learned, um, so he was green as can be when mm-hmm. he started. I had only been here a year. So we learned together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a, it was a, it wasn't like winemaker, assistant winemaker, like, you know, number one, number two. It's mm-hmm. like, we're in this together mm-hmm. along with dad. How are we going to do this? So,
0: and how did you guys decide the kind of winery you want to be? Like, you're not open on the weekends. You're by appointment. Mm -hmm. You're you're still family-owned?
2: Yeah, you're... Well, we're family-owned, fortunately, with that, which is great. Um, You have to remember, when we started and got our use permit and started this business, it was 35 years ago. Mm -hmm. There was only six states you could ship to direct mail. Wow. Six or seven, Mm -hmm. that was it. So direct mail was not an option for selling your wine. Mm -hmm. You had to do the three-tier distributor Mm -hmm. system. So that's what—that's how we formed the business. That's how we built the business. That's how the business has become successful with that—that that recipe or yeah. that approach, mm-hmm. and it's working. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're profitable. And people get vacation time and good health <laughs> plans, and, mm-hmm. and uh, people get raises every year, and um, it's working mm-hmm. with that on that model—the original model. Um, use <laughs> per, use so. permit—we're we, only allowed. I think a uh, hundred people a week. Oh, wow, oh, is that right? Yeah, wow. yeah. and mm-hmm. we're okay with that. Well, now yeah. am, I, am I missing out on direct mail? But I've got wonderful partners around the world. Mm-hmm. Whether they're distributors in this country or importers in other countries, they're our partners. They've mm-hmm. helped build our brand. They sell our wine. You know they they make money on we make money when we sell to them so it, it's working the the wines the brand gets distributed mm-hmm. in the marketplace that's good for business yeah so I'm I'm okay with it
0: well and along the way I mean you guys
2: have your the Schaefer name is so well respected
0: as you know the the kind of business people you are and the, you know it's just it, you haven't. Um, you haven't burned any bridges to to make your own success, it
2: seems, right? Well, I, I probably burned a few, but I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I you know, no, I know, I know. We've been very fortunate. We try to be pretty straight up and honest and straightforward, yeah. um, but sometimes you got to be tough too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, business is business.
1: Well, and during the whole cult Cabernet phenomenon,
2: right? Did
1: you ever feel oh, we should wait, raise our prices? Because your prices for Napa Cabs and for what you all make and for Hillside Select, you know, they're still, you know, lower than some of your neighbors.
2: Yeah, we're. Uh, it's we've no. There was never. Um, it was basically let's let's be smart about this. Let's um, you know you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. Um, we can raise prices. We raise them. We raise them slowly. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and during that heyday in the 90s when it was, it was, it was crazy. It I mean, things even. were going from, Hillside went from 64 to 75 to, this is, these are retail prices, mm-hmm. you know, the 86 to 93, you know, and boom, 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 mm-hmm. um, that's not happening anymore. Um but uh, we get nice feedback from our customers. They say, "Gee, it's your your wine's a deal." I said, "It's mm-hmm. a deal. It's two hundred and ninety dollars for Hillside." They said, "No, Doug, yeah. for what it is, it's worth it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a great." So mm-hmm. that's nice feedback. Sure, We've got absolutely. loyal customers.
1: Yeah, and what's the key to keeping those loyal customers? There's so much competition. Yeah, now. we were talking about that as we were driving over here. There's so many different wineries. How
2: do you? Well, that's keep I, I your that's niche? the sixty four dollar question. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer. are well, you're doing um, something right. Well, but it's it's you got to stay on it. Mm-hmm. Um, communicate with them. Mm-hmm. Have great hospitality when mm-hmm. they visit. Mm-hmm hopefully have a seamless service when they order the wine. I mean, we pride ourselves on that. We go crazy when an order gets messed up for somebody because it's inconvenient. Um, Try to get the, you know, the next generation, the younger folks on board. That's, that's a challenge Um, doing different things. You know what we do with, and, and talking about sustainable ag and solar power and recycling our water, doing doing the podcast.
0: Well, that's but, is it we want yeah. to talk to you about. Yeah. One of the things you're doing is a podcast of your own.
2: Uh, we are. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> How are you liking that? That's, it, it's
1: wonderful, by the yeah. way. And well, thank um, you. You call it The Taste with Doug the Schaefer? The Taste
2: with Doug Schaefer. Um, yeah, um, we're still doing it because I'm enjoying it. Well, you, um, you're coming
1: up on your one-year anniversary. Just
2: past our one-year. Just past it. Mm-hmm. April, okay. Um, we had Elias on as the one-year. I know. We, which was, we've
1: both listened. It was a really great um, episode.
2: But uh, it's been fun. I didn't, you know, 15 months ago I didn't know what a podcast was. Right. And, <laughs> uh, a good uh, Andy here works with me, um, guides me. Um, here's his idea and uh, we, we just jumped in and it was a lot of fun. I'm going to keep doing it because I find out mm-hmm. things about people—people people I've known for years. I mm-hmm. find out things about their stories and families and history, which are fascinating.
1: Well, you even found out some things about Elias you didn't know.
2: That's true. Yeah, his, his grandparents and
1: how do you decide who's going to be a guest?
2: Uh, whoever will whoever will come on in. Uh,
1: <laughs> How uh, much wine do you have to bribe them
2: with? <laughs> um, it's been uh, it's been pretty easy so far, but it were it's 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 good friends and um. We, and, you know, growing
0: up here, and you know here, so many people. Neat. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we know
2: a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The the uh, the challenge is, is going to be reaching out and getting some folks who I don't know that well. Mm-hmm. See if, hopefully, they'll be open to mm-hmm. it, and. Uh, but it's fun because, you know, we took the whole program to New York during the Wine Experience. Oh, okay. Danny Meyer, who's a long-term family friend
1: okay. human,
2: and wonderful guy. Nice. And then uh, three or four winemakers from Italy and mm-hmm, Europe mm-hmm. who were for Wine Experience, who I've met before. Yeah. They were, they were great. Was oh, terrific. Fun. Nice.
0: There's always good, there's great stories out there, and I think you know it's fun to it's a nice format to chat with
2: people, right? We like yeah. right.
1: because you can go a lot more in depth than we used to be able to go on the TV show that we did.
2: That's right, you guys. It's like the TV show world is just like it's ten the, seconds,
1: three minutes yeah. was a long story, right? And yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> That's tough,
1: but yeah. So you can't really get into the nuances or you right. know the stories that you know the couple of things you said. You know, most people don't know the story. We'd never have time to get into that on TV. <laughs> if you're like, "Cut, it's too long." Wow. Attention yeah. spans are too short. But um, so I was going to ask you, what, what type of prep work
2: do you do? I do a fair amount. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, but yeah. Andy does, mm-hmm. which is great, mm-hmm. and uh, and that helps a lot because mm-hmm. because I can kind of look at that beforehand and kind of think about mm-hmm. how I might want to work it. It's like making a little map, right? Right. right. And, yeah. But the the one the the thing I, I want to do better at, if mm-hmm. you will, is to when I hear something just a little bit off the wall. Mm-hmm. I mean, get out of my mode of how yeah. I want to run the thing, mm-hmm. and just say when he's you know, like when Cindy Paulson said her dad owned a potato chip factory in Minneapolis. It was like, huh? Yeah. But that was that was a good one. So I, I was like. <laughs> wow <laughs> what's that all about you tell me that you Now mm-hmm. you know, we've got six seven minutes of a conversation it's fascinating yeah
0: well i mentioned this earlier but you have a really good voice and it's fun to listen to your podcast because you come you come across so um warm and engaging well thank That's you it's nice appreciate that we were thinking mary and i was because you've been here since you were 17 years old and we know that you've seen a lot of a major morph in the Napa Valley. Where do you see it? Like, well, I, you came into your family business. Are any of your kids going to be in the family business? Do you see that um, ahead? Are they in there? Are I've they got, working for Shaver right now?
2: Kids, and there's another crew but there's thir- twelve or thirteen kids in that generation. Nieces yeah. and nephews.
0: How many are interested in working with you? Guys? Um,
2: everyone's doing their own thing, which mm. is great. Yeah, it which, is. Which um, my siblings and I have always encouraged our kids to follow their own. Right. Passions mm-hmm. and dreams, mm-hmm. and uh, at this point, no one said, "Hey, I want to check out the wine thing."
0: Yeah, which is mm-hmm. which is fine. Sure, yeah. yeah. So I started to ask, looking into a crystal ball, if you will, twenty years down there. What does Napa Valley look like twenty years from now? Do you think?
2: I don't think it's going to look too different. Mm-hmm. I really don't. And when we moved out here in '73, they had just passed the uh, the ag preserve back in '68, I think it was, which was made minimum parcel size forty acres. And there is a very strong feeling here, the people that live here and the people that work here, to, to protect this valley. Um, I think the vast majority in this county live and work here. You really, if you really thought about it, you would view this as a national treasure. And it's almost like I wish we could kind of make some national act to preserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, the good news is there is a tremendous amount of concern about that. And, and not overtaxing this beautiful place. And the fact that the wine business is so successful mm-hmm. is really important because that helps keep the vineyard and grapevines. Mm-hmm. If the wine business wasn't, you know, the, um, just like the Santa Clara Valley, mm-hmm. San Jose, some of the best mm-hmm. farmland in the, in the world, and it's It's all paved
0: over so Mm
2: -hmm. the fact that the end product the end agricultural product wine is sustainable and can and can support that Mm -hmm. you know will keep this place in vines and um there's pressures and there's battles all the time on the local level with politically and you know zoning and keeping things agriculture and not it's it's a constant battle but there's Everyone here is pretty vigilant about that mm-hmm. and uh, keeping an eye on it. So yeah. I don't think it'll be that just that much different. Yeah, I really don't. Good. Yeah, it,
0: mm-hmm. it should be a shame to you know. It's such a, a beautiful place to come visit. Most of us don't get to live here, but right. uh, it's such a beautiful. There's so many beautiful vistas, and it's just a, a gorgeous spot.
2: I mean, it's. I mean, uh, when we moved here in '73, was that 40 or fifty years ago? I mean, it's it's different than then. But not that much different mm-hmm. as far as being But I mean, just the back then there were no hotels, no fancy restaurants. Mm-hmm. Now that's mm-hmm. so we've got that now, we've got more traffic now. But it's, it seems like you know they can't encroach onto the, the ag areas much more than they already have. So, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, were you how close were you guys to the fire?
2: Which one? It was yeah. one in eighty one. It came right down, right down through here.
0: Is that right? That, I was not thinking of that one. I was yeah, thinking on the, a couple the last years ago One year, we
2: uh, in twenty fourteen. Uh, Seventeen. 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 Yeah. Um, oh, 2014. We were right here. It came right down to the winery and to my dad's house. Ooh. Mm. But we had a fire crew in and cut cut paths. Mm-hmm. It came. It burned down here. The by the time it got down here it was the next day. The wind had stopped blowing, mm. so it was serious, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that um, the firestorm that mm. happened the night before? Yeah,
1: but it's still scary.
2: It was very, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's scary stuff.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, But yeah. Uh, we're doing okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, I want to ask about the family dogs.
2: The dogs? Yes. Well, uh, going back when we moved out from Chicago, we had a black lab named Dingo
1: mm-hmm.
2: who Dad, Brad, and I. Brad was in eighth grade, I was in school, my brother Brad and Dad. We drove out in the in the country squire station wagon
0: Oh, these were really good. <laughs>
2: through the snow Kansas and Wyoming and and drove out, and Dingo went with us. So we'd, we'd sneak Dingo into motels every night. That was that was the fun time with <laughs> Dingo. But uh, he was the first. There's been numerous since, um, mm-hmm. and we're down to one right now. Mm-hmm. Cody, the yes. golden retriever, okay, who's tough to keep a mm-hmm. track of.
0: When we got here, Cody was yeah. running around.
2: Oh you know. <laughs> the yeah, he took off
0: <laughs> a
1: little bad boy.
2: <laughs> but no, we always, uh, you know, Dad's always had a dog. I've always mm-hmm. had a dog, mm-hmm. so um, it's nice. And
1: he had a favorite dog.
2: Yeah, Tucker. 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 Mm-hmm. That was his uh, golden lab, yellow lab, lived to be about 15, 14 or 15. Mm-hmm.
1: When you visit Schaefer, there's a lovely bronze statue of Tucker to greet you. Yes.
2: I'm dad sure is, it's
1: good luck if you yeah. pat its head.
2: It's pats head. Dad <laughs> okay. sculpted that. So Dad took up sculpting He sculpted that? Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot to oh, say. I didn't know oh. that. Yeah, no, when he was um, this a Renaissance guy, I think he took up riding a motorcycle when he was about 68 really? 70. <laughs> So all of a sudden, he's riding a BMW motorcycle around.
0: Good for him. And
2: uh, he gave that up around seventy-five because it was. He told me because he was embarrassed because if it fell over, he wasn't strong enough to pick it up. Uh. Um, and then he took up sculpting. Mhm. So he sculpted for like yeah, oh sculpted for about twenty years.
1: What else did he do? That's
2: um, he loved opera. Loved art. Um, was a golfer in his day. Big family golf Mm -hmm. games back in the old days, Um, but he was he he was business minded. Well, the other thing he did was incredible philanthropy. He single handedly, with a few other people, raised nine or ten million to build this clinical a facility oh, okay. in Napa, which provides health care mm-hmm. for low-income folks. Sure, that's um, And basically, he is probably best known in this valley for what he's done mm-hmm. you know, philanthropically. That's it's really incredible. Cool. Definitely is I mean, it was, mm-hmm. he was, because as he passed the winery off to me, he'd still be at his desk every day, but he wasn't working on Schaefer stuff. He was mm-hmm. raising money for this. He was okay. on this board or that board and getting them shaped up. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and he was, he was, he was a mad dog. He a was, good man. He was, really really effective no, that's so. awesome how about you are you a renaissance guy no because I'm around a business what about your free I was thinking about him the other day because it's like wow he did all this great stuff but you know he started when he was like 75 yeah he had all um, the time when he had kind of passed the business off to me and so for the last 20 years you know that's what he was doing and, and you know I thought well what was he doing before that you know from 50 ish when we moved out here to 75. Well, he was full bore running shape,
0: tail off, yeah. And on
2: a plane and off a plane, which is what I do. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, um, the whole issue of hobbies is like, uh,
0: someday, someday,
2: <laughs> um, you know, and uh, I, I ride a bike, I ride a road bike, which is great, yeah, stay in shape, and I, I take and I. I love my kids. I've got a slew of kids and grandkids now, and mm-hmm. it's fun to do stuff with them and try to make that work. Do you so. still have one who's
0: not even in high school? You're headed into high school, the right. young one still.
2: 14. 14. Be in high school next year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's How much fun. are you traveling now?
2: I still travel 8, 10, 12 weeks a year.
1: And what are you doing primarily on those trips?
2: I do it all. You know, you're meeting with distributors, yeah. sales meetings lunches with the managers, talking numbers, uh, trade lunches, mm-hmm. winemaker dinners, in-store tastings, mm-hmm. in a car calling on a cast, count mm-hmm. to a cab. I mean, it's the whole, yeah. the whole deal.
1: Yeah, so you're the face of the winery now.
2: Well, sort of group. Know, it's, yeah. I don't know about
1: And the, voice of, and the voice of the wine.
2: <laughs> I like the voice of the Yeah, better. the voice, okay. <laughs> the Doug voice Schaefer, the, the
0: voice of Schaefer. <laughs> voice of Schaefer. <laughs> that's a
2: good one. So uh,
0: <laughs> you brought some wines for us to taste today. Sure. Should we go for it? Let's go for it. One of them is a new project with, okay. of yours uh, with you and Elias, yeah?
2: Right. That's yeah. the that's the 84, 84. brand.
0: Mm-hmm. What should we start with? We have yeah. two here.
2: I'd go, I'd go start with, well, let's start with TD9. Okay. On that's on, on the, the left. So TD9 is... Uh, basically a red blend it's a Merlot based red blend we just started making it a couple years ago mm-hmm. um, because uh, we made Merlot forever, loved it mm-hmm. and Elias at one point had a throwaway line one time talking about Merlot he said if I didn't have to call it Merlot in other words 75% Merlot if I didn't have to call it Merlot I could mm-hmm. make a better wine mm-hmm. and it was the middle of harvest and he mm-hmm. was grumpy and all the things so I let that lie <laughs> Um, and a few weeks later, I said, remember what you said? He said, yeah. I said, well, what? Show me. He goes, sure, no problem. I'll be, I'll be, so he goes off to the cellar, the lab, calls me an hour. and mm-hmm. says, come on over. Get two glasses mm-hmm. for him, mm-hmm. two for me, blind tasting. And we smell, taste, smell, taste. I go, left glass, way better. He goes, yeah, me too. And we never agree when we blend.
0: Oh, you oh, don't? Really? We don't. And oh, okay. we were in
2: total agreement. So we pulled the tags off, and that the left glass was the blend. Wow! I the right was what the Merlot would have been. Okay. So we said, let's do it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's good. So we
2: came up with a Merlot bla- base red blend called TD Nine. This one's uh, this one's about fifty eight percent. This is the sixteen version. Fifty eight percent Merlot, twenty six Cab, sixteen Malbec. So taking Merlot and making better wine with it, and the name speaks hmm. honors. Kind of honors mm-hmm. my dad's adventuresome spirit in moving us out from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Because in '73 he went from riding commuter trains in Chicago mm-hmm. to driving a TD9 tractor. So <laughs> we found it was this Old International Harvester tractor. Oh, yeah. The model number was TD9. He had no, no tractor I mean.
1: experience before. no,
2: no, no he did. There's
1: no tractor driving school on.
2: Right. So uh, we've had this out for a couple of years, and it's doing mm, really well. This is really delicious. It's really, delicious. Fun. It's it's fun really
1: nice. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice blend. Love it. It's um, you know, very drinkable now.
2: Good. It should be because we're <laughs> selling
1: it. <laughs> I love it. So that's been fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got some beautiful aromas. Yeah. The, a little bit of a floral nose to mm-hmm. me too.
2: The Malbec pops that <laughs> oh, nose. Oh,
1: sure. So nice. mm. And it's
2: got that silky feel too, which mm-hmm. I love.
1: It's nice. Good. Yeah. So, I like it so I want to go back to you and Elias never agree on blending. Tell me about that. How oh, that? We well, yeah, then how do you yeah, settle yeah. up? Yeah. We'll how do you just, figure we, it we out? figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
2: it's like, well, what do you think? I don't know. Let's look at it yeah. tomorrow. Let's do it again. <laughs> um, we uh, we never, we rarely strongly disagree. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, well, I like that nose better. Well, I like the nose better on the other one. It's like, okay, well, you know, let's, let's try it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll try five 5% more of this and mm-hmm. that a <clears throat> lot or something like that um, but it's just it's never um,
1: you've never come to an impasse
2: no no it's never like that it's yeah. just more it's yeah, just more just, like you know what do you like what do you don't like mm-hmm. I, mean, yeah. I mean even when we go out you know mm-hmm. have lunch or dinner and have a wine it's like you know, hey, I'm loving this. I'm not wild about it. Okay. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> part of the process, right? Yeah, figuring yeah, it fun. out. Yeah, and maybe yeah. the, well, the want... mixture of your two opinions is where well, they yeah. where you want to be. Wine,
2: subjective. It's mm-hmm. like oh, art. It it's like, so, you know what you like, mm-hmm. what I like. We're not going to like the same mm-hmm. things, and that's right. actually kind of refreshing. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like refreshing to hear why you don't like it or do like it or mm-hmm. care for this style. That's fun.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Yep it's probably good that you don't always agree because um you know you probably push each other a little bit
2: right oh well definitely
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right that's this next one is
2: this is a project this is a project called 84 Mm -hmm. um Years ago, last night, you know, we've been making Chardonnay, Cabernet, Merlot for a long Mm, time, mm -hmm. and you know, when we go out to dinner or lunch, it's like we drink other wines. It's like it's usually the conversation, like, "Man, this is really good. (laughs) I want to make that. (laughs) I want to make that. Mm -hmm. I want to make this flavor." So uh, we started a little project together um, a few years ago. It's called 84. That's the brand. That's the year we started working together.
0: Oh, nice. If you want
2: to see something funny, we have a website, 84 Wines. There's pictures pictures of the two of us in 1984. Oh, all right, everybody yeah. go check it it's, out. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. Um, so we've got an Albarino, uh, and this is a Gamay Noir, which is the first Gamay Noir wow. we've made. We actually planned the vineyard... We plant three acres of Gamay Noir on our Red Shoulder Ranch in Carneros, Mm -hmm. where we grow Chardonnay for Schaefer.
1: And we should Uh, explain that Gamay is the grape you might know as Beaujolais.
2: It's the Beaujolais grape, Mm -hmm. um, and the Beaujolais region in France, which, um, if you take, it's the Gamay Noir is the the, the major grape there. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. But it's not really big here.
2: No, no. In fact, um, we have three acres, and I think that's the biggest planting in Napa County. I think Mm -hmm. there's maybe a half acre or two somewhere else. Andy's been working on that one.
0: Uh, Wow. But,
2: you know, everybody says, why'd you do it? He says, well, you know, we had a few Gamma Noirs from Oregon. We liked them. You know, let's try that.
1: Yeah. Fun. Our
2: our research Mm -hmm. department's kind of slim. (laughs) Small, small research department.
1: Well, hey, but you go for it. and Yeah, works.
0: Yeah. So with three acres... How many bottles does that
2: produce? Oh, when do we make? It's a small uh, this was the yes. first. This was a partial crop. We made about 80 cases, I think. So, I mean, long-term, let's see, 3, 3, 10. Oh, it might be two three hundred cases a year or something like that. Mm. So it's fun. And did you
0: do you like the results you got? from yeah, yeah, I loved it. Because yeah.
2: um, at one point it's like, well, everybody always asks us about Pinot Noir. When are you guys going to make Pinot Noir? Mm-hmm. I look at him and I say, really, seriously? Mm-hmm. Schaefer's going to make Pinot? Well, hell, okay. you're right. Because everybody, everybody else does it. Mm-hmm. And they've done really well. And... Um, so we like the Gamay Noir. It's, it's similar in just kind of body and weight and feel, yeah, mm-hmm. but just kind of a different animal.
1: Mm-hmm. I think um, it's yeah. beautiful. I, like I it. really like it. I really like it. It's you know lighter body and just yeah. So congratulations! Well. That's really fun. This nice. is really delicious. So, and with, you know, Gamay or Beaujolais gets a bad rap from Beaujolais Nouveau, right. but um, you know you open this and introduce someone to it oh and, and
2: there's you know some of the crew Beaujolais are just gorgeous yes
1: oh, I agree oh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
0: and the grapes are happy in Carneros they, they're, so,
2: they're doing okay yeah because yeah.
0: yeah. you never know like is there a reason people didn't plant it here or is it you know well, like, is I
2: just, well because well that's that's the challenge too because you know, for for example Napa Valley mm-hmm. I mean there's lots of different varietals but the majority is Cabernet mm-hmm. where Cabernet can you know do well here mm-hmm. And I think some people are, ups, not upset, but the reality is if you're a grower, what are you going to plant? you Are going to plant Zinfandel or Merlot or Cabernet? Well, Napa, with great prices, you're, you're planting Cabernet. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see, but, but it makes, I get it. And, but Napa Cab is really good, we're in a really mm-hmm. sweet spot for Cabernet yeah. here. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's, I call it the Goldilocks thing, not too hot, not too cold, just, you know, just right. Yeah, you know, so that's that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah.
1: So um, let's ask a few fun, rapid sure. fire questions. All if, right, yeah. We like to do this. You know, yeah. kind of.
0: Have a sip of wine before this. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We're about to. <laughs> no. Let loose. All right, so um, not on wine, but okay, uh, favorite band? Tom Petty. Oh, I love Tom and Petty. Petty. Oh. I don't know if
2: that's a band, but yeah, but, yeah. Heartbreakers. Yeah, Heartbreakers. Heartbreakers.
0: Heartbreak, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, RIP. we are
2: doing this is rapid
0: fire.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> you started with Tom
0: Petty, well, so Tom Petty. I had
1: to take Fa- a moment. <laughs> Favorite Tom Petty song?
2: The Apartment Song. Okay. Listen to it.
1: I will. I, I don't know that one. Oh, Do you know it?
2: The apartment It's called song. The Apartment Song. No, I don't know no. it. Here I'm like... You'll love it.
1: Claiming to be a Tom Petty, <laughs> a Tom Petty fan. <laughs> All yeah. right. Cool. Check that one out. Cool. Our driving home music. There you go. Um, TV show you're into now.
2: Well, it just stopped last night. Did,
1: are <laughs> you getting get
2: drowned? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just like trying to deal with it. Um am <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> into now? Um, all about Eve.
1: Ah. Okay. Okay. I don't know no, really what, what 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 network is that on? That was
2: on Hulu. Hmm. That's with okay. uh is it Sandra O.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I, I heard of that one, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Okay. A little gory, but yeah. it's, okay. good. it's a good storyline. Okay.
0: All right. Favorite weekend hang around activity? Uh, like, I, mean, you know, is it going, is it sitting yeah. in the backyard? Is it a, a bike ride? Favorite weekend riding? hang
2: around activity? You're going to um, kill a
0: Saturday. What are you going to do?
2: Um, sitting outside with a bottle of good rosé. Oh, nice.
1: Right. Nice. What type of rosé do you like?
2: Um anything that's good <laughs> so I there's a lot of bad stuff yeah, out that's there that's
1: true um and do you cook
2: no uh,
1: favorite food
2: because my chef my chef my wife is a really, really really is good she? cook yes. so I don't even try
1: What what's your favorite dish of hers
2: oh man there's so many
1: oh that's good
2: there's so many I, I don't she just mm-hmm. experiments and plays mm-hmm. and does all course sorts of wild good healthy stuff yeah um but basically the go-to is just, you know, grilled salmon on the in with some fresh corn and mm-hmm. quinoa, mm-hmm. And all that good stuff. Yeah, healthy. Good. Yeah. yeah, it's all healthy. All
0: right. Um, what would your kids say? Are you like a goofy dad joke kind of guy? Or are you uh, you know, like uh, your your kids describing you. How do they say what do they what do they say about you? Goofy. Goofy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's better? Dad or grandpa?
2: Oh, uh, dad. Yeah.
0: -hmm. Yeah. Will you be, are you going to be called grandpa or do you have a different name for yourself?
2: Uh, we're working on that. Not sure yet.
1: What are the options? Not sure yet. Uh, Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, I had a question that just popped out in my mind. If you're not drinking
0: wine, are you a beer guy?
1: Cocktail?
2: Uh, cocktail. Mm -hmm. Martini. Martini. Nice. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, um, favorite kind of. Napa Valley, place you go to either for eating or you know, whatever that most people don't know about. Uh, the locals on oh, the that's, radar, yeah, it's
2: tough because, yeah, because I go to a tourist place. Um, I, oh, what I, is I, that? I go to Mustard's, okay, that's my yeah. spot. Yeah. Do, mm-hmm. I never see anybody local in there, it's all tourists. There's a few, but that's yeah. that's kind of my go to place because I know them all, they're, they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, the hidden ones, man, I don't know. I don't get out. Yes. I, don't go out. <laughs> I work and go home and deal Basket with kids. You're and,
0: working so. too much. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever like coach anything
1: with your kids? Or oh, you yeah.
2: coach soccer, basketball. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Fun. Yeah, yeah.
1: What was the most recent family vacation you've had?
2: Oh, where'd we go? I don't even know. Oh, we went skiing at Christmas. Hmm. Where'd we go? Went to Colorado. That was fun. Where in Colorado? Vail. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. we haven't skied in a while. Mm-hmm. I haven't skied because I had uh, I had uh, both knees replaced oh, two years ago. Oh, did you, yeah. man? Yeah, so it was the first time, first time I skied in about 25 years without pain. It was just so fun.
0: Oh, good. So That's great.
2: That's great. That's really yeah. great.
0: If you weren't running a winery,
2: what would you be doing? I have no idea. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, I'd be doing voiceovers.
0: (laughs) A new career. I was telling Doug,
2: I think he should do it. I wasn't running a winery. um, I really have no idea. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this a long time.
1: You mentioned that teaching was, you know, you did some teaching years ago. Is that
2: still an interest? Yeah, I always would be. I always enjoyed doing that. Mm -hmm. I liked it, it was a lot of fun. I could do that again.
1: Mm -hmm. Favorite part about living in Napa Valley that has nothing to do with wine?
2: Um, Nothing to do with wine. Oh, the beauty! It's beautiful. Mm
0: -hmm. It's pretty spectacular here. So, no, no other place you'd rather live.
2: No, no, this is great.
1: I agree. Mm -hmm. I think we should leave it there. What better way than to be happy with what you're doing, where you're living, Mm -hmm. and everything? Mm -hmm. So. It's been so great talking to you. Oh, yeah, thanks for sure, it. It. Yeah, so sharing. Yeah, sharing thanks for sharing your stories. It's and the wine. And the wine was delicious. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, continued
0: success to you. You guys have such a great story mm-hmm. to tell and you've been so many years of um success here so all right. good things to the So, and Thanks i want to
1: encourage our listeners to also listen to doug's podcast <laughs> yes! what's your website
2: An advertise and advertise sure, why not um, free plug it's our website schaefer but mm-hmm. the uh the podcast is called the taste with doug schaefer and how you often that. do you do it um, it's up and down. It's it's it seems like for a while we were getting one out every two weeks. Mm-hmm. It might be every two to three weeks okay. at this point. That's good though. That's yeah. yeah. you know, yeah. that's mm-hmm. a lot going on. Yeah, so.
0: nope. maybe better than me and Mare. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the slackers. But thank you. And yeah, you know, the taste of Doug Schaefer. Definitely worth your time. Lots of fun to listen
1: yeah. to. Well, and with that we need to do a sip of parade
2: toast. Sips of <laughs>
0: is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. There's no better feeling than grilling out, and there's no better place than Ace to get the best grill for you and your family. We have the hottest grills from top brands like Big Green Egg, Traeger, and Weber. And since our stores are locally owned and we're committed to helping our neighbors, we'll also assemble and deliver your grill for free. Around the block, what you need in stock with people who know their grills. Offer valid for Ace
2: Rewards members through September 7th on Grills and Accessories 399 dollars and up. See participating stores for scheduling or exclusions.